Every person has to stand and defend voting rights. Voting should be for all people. Voting rights are under attack like we have not seen since the days of Jim Crow. Now is the time to ensure national standards that will protect and expand our access to the ballot. Mr. President, we demand voting rights now. There is no excuse to not pass voting rights reform. All other rights depend on the right to vote. It is the number one issue of our times at this moment. Get this done. What do we want? What do we want? Just over 100 years ago, brave women stood on this very spot with much the same message that we deliver today. Full and equal voting rights for all. Fellas, women are going to lead the way. Stay with us, follow the message, keep on, keep it on, and we are going to fight this good fight. The far right is currently attempting to rewrite history. They don't want people to remember the insurrection for what it was, an attempt to overthrow our democratically elected government and replace it with a dictatorship. They lie to confuse the public and to spread division. We must resist their efforts to rewrite history, to undermine democracy. It's important that we all remember what happened and remember it accurately. My name is Rich Procida, and I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition and the host of Democracy Under Fire. On Saturday, November 6th at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, I will be leading a study of Bob Woodward and Robert Costa's book, Peril about the insurrection. Join us as we fight for democracy by telling the truth. We will summarize the book and then have an open discussion. To register, go to tinyurl slash study. Uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser first called Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy to ask for help at 1.34 p.m. It looks now like the Capitol the Police... Yeah, now, Pete, let me break away from you a second because things are happening very quickly. According to your written testimony, you were, quote, aware that demonstrators had breached the Capitol. Welcome to Democracy Under Fire, the show that covers the ongoing threat to democracy and what people are doing about it. My name is Rich Procida, and I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition. Together, we will build the movement to save democracy. 
I'm an author, attorney, writer, speaker, podcaster, who speaks and writes about religion and politics. I studied law and international service at American University in Washington, D.C. I focused on constitutional law and even wrote a book on foreign comparative constitutional law, part of a series called Social Issues in Global Perspective. I've been fighting to save democracy and defending the Constitution with increasing intensity since the Miller Report came out. I've been focused on the threat to democracy, not only posed by Donald Trump, but posed by the massive dissemination of disinformation, lies, and half-truths by major media networks, major political parties, domestic politicians, and foreign governments. We need a pro-democracy movement in America capable of bringing tens of thousands of people into the streets. To that end, I have formed the Truth and Democracy Coalition. We work with other organizations to build a movement capable of saving democracy. Americans believe in democracy. The American experiment in democracy is at the heart of our constitution and the foundation of our nation. To be an American is to be free. We must never allow our republic to be overthrown and replaced with a dictatorship. We must pass the Freedom to Vote Act to protect our democracy. The Freedom to Vote Act is a bill everyone should support. It addresses election integrity and protects voting rights. It allows for voter identification and ensures that every citizen can get an ID card. It sets minimum standards for accessibility to the ballot box and requires reliable audits of re election results. It protects against election interference and prohibits voter intimidation. It provides money for new and upgraded election equipment and makes it a crime to harass or interfere with election workers. The compromise bill put together by conservative Senator Joe Manchin is strong on election integrity and it protects voting rights. Both sides, Trump supporters and liberal Democrats are worried about democracy in America. Republicans are concerned about election integrity and progressives want to protect voting rights. The Freedom to Vote Act addresses both of these concerns. Everyone should support it. Today, we demand that the Senate pass the Freedom to Vote Act and end the abuse of the filibuster. The anti-majoritarian filibuster was meant to be hard to sustain in order to prevent it from being abused. 
the filibuster must not be allowed to frustrate the will of the American people. It must not be used to dash America's hope in democracy. Now that the Freedom to Vote Act has all 50 senators on board, there will be a push to modify the filibuster. There are a number of approaches. They could eliminate it. They could modify it. Or they could make an exception for democracy. There are actually five ways. They can reestablish a talking filibuster, which means that a person can filibuster for as long as they can talk without stopping. And then when that's over, there's a vote. They can make an exception for democracy because democracy is foundational to the very form of government that we are based on, founded upon. Democracy and the grand American experiment in democracy is what it means to be an American. It's what the United States stands for. It's important to defend our democracy because it's fundamental to the way of the American way of life and fundamental to the way our government works and what we are as Americans. Americans born to be free and to live free with the right to rule themselves. So an exception for democracy, yes. We could ratchet it up, decreasing the number of votes that are needed to force a vote as at certain intervals. We can allow senators who represent the majority of the people to have a larger say in ending a filibuster. We can eliminate the filibuster altogether, which I would say, good riddance. It's not constitutionally required. It's been used historically to frustrate civil rights legislation. Now it's being used to undermine American democracy. It's time for it to go. It doesn't serve any real purpose. And those who are afraid that they won't be able to frustrate the other party need to remember we live in a democracy and we can't allow the other party to control our agenda. So, what are the Democrats doing? It's almost been a year and they have not eliminated the filibuster. They haven't passed any laws, very few, just COVID. Is Biden gonna pull an Obama on us? At least Obama got healthcare through. Biden hasn't got anything through. How long will it take him to realize that Republicans are not gonna cooperate? Ending the, the abuse of the filibuster is your number one priority behind arresting Trump, which will come later, actually. So the filibuster must be dealt with, either reformed or eliminated. Otherwise, we will have nothing to show for our vote, nothing to show for a Democratic administration, Nothing to show for a Democratic House and a split Senate with a majority of Democratic votes. 
How can they be thinking, oh, Americans are going to forgive them for not doing anything, for not getting any bills passed, for allowing the Republicans to control the agenda, for handing the government and the policies and the legislation over to the Republicans so that they can abuse the filibuster. Why do we need a supermajority to pass any legislation in the Senate? We must end the filibuster and you're wasting your time if you're not doing it. You're not gonna get the infrastructure bill passed. You're not gonna get the bill you want. It's about time to take on this issue. And as soon as you realize you're not going to get anything passed, I hope it's not too late. It's already been a year. You're wasting your time. You're wasting our time. Get the job done and reform the filibuster. Change it so we can get some laws passed, so we can save our democracy, so we can live as free Americans and don't hand us over to the authoritarians and to the dictators and to the opposing party because, oh, you don't have the will to make, remove the filibuster as an obstacle to passing your agenda. You might as well say you don't want to pass it. So we need to make this system more responsive to the will of the people and to stem the collapse of democracy in America and then around the world. Because if we don't stop the collapse, the global collapse of democracy here, that would have devastating effects on the rest of the world, particularly South America and Central America. So our nation's practice of overthrowing democratically elected governments and supporting dictators has come back to haunt us. Democracy is collapsing worldwide in part because the United States and other Western countries, and Europe included, rather than supporting democracy, have participated in the overthrow of democratic governments and have supported authoritarian leaders. Now I understand that we're between, a we're between a rock and a hard place as far as dealing with authoritarian governments. They are the ones that control the country, not us. And if we don't deal with them, the authoritarians will. So we have to somehow maintain our influence, but we cannot lose democracy if we cannot fail to support democracy. We cannot just stop talking about democracy, not doing anything. Because if somebody tells you, oh, we just can't bring democracy to the world. Well, we, we just can't go around saving democracies. What are they telling you? They can't do anything. They can't do anything to protect democracy. They can't do anything. It's a lie. It's not true. We can do something. We could have done something in Egypt to prevent the collapse of democracy. We can look at this slide here and see the rapid decline in democratic freedoms around the world, particularly in 2020. So we cannot expect to keep our democracy at home 
if we continue to undermine democracy abroad. At the same time, we must keep the beacon of democracy lit in America for the sake of democracy around the world. The collapse of democracy in the United States, as I said, will have a disastrous effects for democracy around the world. The Economist magazine has reported that there has been an unprecedented rollback of democratic freedoms last year. And I want to show you this map because I want to make some points about it. Okay, so I want to show you this map here. This is from The Economist magazine. And this is their Global Democracy Index for 2020, in which they point out that democracy has faced a serious decline over last year. But there's a couple of things I want to point out to you. Take a look here. Sweden, Finland, Norway, Iceland. You see, Iceland's number two. Sweden, number three, fit Norway, number one, Finland, number six, Canada, number five. They're full democracies. And what that tells me is that social democracies are the best. If anybody wants to tell you that capitalism is the greatest evil in the world and we need a communist revolution, you tell them, no, war is not the answer. Social democracies are the best because democracy becomes first. The moment you try to establish, because what socialists do is they think that you have to establish economic equality before you can actually have a democracy. But the problem with that is that set up a if you're trying to set up a government in which you're not responsive to the will of the people with the promise that you will be uh, once everybody gets equal it's very hard to move from once you start using authoritarianism once you start relying on violence it's very hard to stop i mean why would you stop once you get into power what type of person would take power and be an author and use it as an authoritarian. They may tell you, right, that once we get equality, we will have a real democracy. No, first you choose your democracy, you have a democracy, then you decide what type of economic system you want. And that's the genius of social democracies. Because somebody who goes into power through war, through violence, or thinks that they need to take authoritarian control. Uh, for any length of time until we establish a equal economic system, I wouldn't trust them. They're not going back to democracy. And I think this map proves it. Take a look over here. We see Russia, China, and the Iron Curtain is now in Africa, not because our enemy is behind the curtain, but because right through the heart of Africa here, Libya, Chad, the Central African Republic, Congo, right through the heart of Africa, 
is an authoritarian, high authoritarianism. And then look at the sphere of influence. Here, notice in the United States, we are a flawed democracy. Our democracy needs to be improved. It's not perfect, but it's still a democracy. And take a look at South America. Yeah, they're full of flawed democracy, no doubt about it. They have a few authoritarian regimes, but here, look at Chile, full democracy. And also Costa Rica, full democracy. Australia, full democracy. New Zealand, full democracy. Japan, if anyone tells you we cannot successfully, they call it nation building, but basically support democracy in the world, and that we can't build a democracy, we were successful in Japan. And, you know, Europe hasn't been any better in supporting democracy in Africa. In fact, they just want stability. And I think they've been stung too by their failures. But of course, we have to recognize that there are enemies to democracy. There are people who don't want democracy in all of these countries, as well as in our own. And we need to be aware of that. Not only we see that authoritarian is growing, but the sphere of influence. If anybody tells you that the United States is the evil empire, the colonial the maker of colonialism and slavery, the worst. Don't believe a single word. And compared to what? What are they comparing? What's, uh, what's worse than Russia? What's worse than North Korea? What's worse than authoritarianism? At least we're democratic. We're not perfect. And history is a litany of atrocity. You have to put it in context. Yes. There's been evil in the world. We all know that. It's been going on for a long, long time. But that doesn't mean that we, the United States, or the Western world is the perpetrator of all that evil. It's not. There's worse out there, believe it or not. So we can see in the effects here, in the spirit of influence, democracies, even if they're flawed throughout much of South and Latin, Latin and South America. Whereas around Russia and China, they foment authoritarianism. So don't let anybody tell you that we need a communist revolution. Don't let anybody tell you the United States is evil or the worst country in the world, the biggest perpetrator of injustice. Don't let anybody ever tell you that. It's not true. So we're dealing with a lot because of propaganda, anti-American propaganda, anti-Christian propaganda, as, long, as well as authoritarian fascist propaganda. The problem we face, authoritarian nationalism on the right, and a socialist, undemocratic, not really supportive of democracy fully, more interested in trying to incorporate 
race into their Marxist ideology and socialist movement. And right now, what we're hearing from the left is that people don't care about democracy. Can you believe that? That doesn't make any sense. Young people don't care about democracy. Democracy is too abstract. Some of these messaging people are saying, no, Americans will fight and die for democracy. Because they're socialists, they don't want people to be in a movement to support democracy. What they want is a movement to support socialist change, economic policies. And so they don't want people focusing on democracy. They don't want a democracy movement. They want their socialist movement. So on the right, we have authoritarians who are willing to install dictators. And on the left, we've got socialists who care less about democracy and more about their economic agenda. And that's the problem we're in. So I believe that the central political struggle in this world is between authoritarian governments and democratic forms of government. We have had a problem with domination systems and the gap between the rich and the poor for a long time, since ancient times, long before capitalism. We've had this problem even worse with slavery long before capitalism, long before the Western world. Well, the Western world was around then, but we've had the problem for a long time. Capitalism is not the cause. It's just an economic system. We need democracy first, then we decide and regulate our economies and social democracies are the best form of government that we have. The saying, democracy is not perfect, it's very messy, but it's the only type of system that can represent the will of the people. For the vast majority of human history, people have lived under the rule of tyrants. Democracy is not going to survive unless we organize and demand it. I've decided to commit my latter years to this cause because I won't let democracy die without a fight. Join me as we build a movement together to save democracy. Now, to do that, we're going to need to call our senators. We're going to need to call the president. We need to reform the filibuster. No more waiting around, no more dickering around. Get the job done. We may be at the final stretch of passing this Freedom to Vote Act, but our work on democracy is not over. We still need to work to protect our democracy. We're, if we can pass the Freedom to Vote Act, it will end gerrymandering, make, make sure that we have access to voter ballot boxes, make sure voting places are open for reasonable hours, vote by mail if necessary. We will be in a much better position to protect our democracy if we can pass that act. 
So we must not take democracy for granted. Democracy, like the Constitution and human and civil rights, is something we have to defend and fight for. Our democracy is imperfect and needs improvement, but we must jealously guard our democracy and fight to make it more transparent and responsive to the will of the people. Thank you for watching this show. If you support the show and my work, go to gofundme.com slash F slash democracy dash under dash fire and support the show and the Truth and Democracy Coalition. And also tell your friends about it and spread the word because we're going to need to bring the middle of the country in to unify the country, to end this division and to educate people about democracy and about propaganda and to protect ourselves from the extremes on the right and on the left, but particularly on the right. Thank you for watching.